0: What's up weebs? Welcome to Anime Lane, a brand new podcast where we're going to take you down the yellow brick road of anime and discuss everything it has to offer. Today I am joined by...
1: Hi, I'm Alina.
0: And I'm Sean. I am Rebel Notorious. These guys will just call me Michael. Don't choose your screen names when you're 15, please. (laughs) Um, So I want to kick it off by getting a grasp on where, before we watched what we are going to discuss in this episode, what was your guys' experience with anime before this?
2: You want to go
1: first? Uh, sure. Um, I
2: feel like you've got a simpler history, so I can just... <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, if you consider Pokemon anime, that's what I watch uh, uh, I mean, it, yeah. It's
0: not if you consider it as categorically as yeah. an anime. You know,
1: I feel like it's not generally put in a category. If, if you ask someone, oh, you like anime? It's like, I love Pokemon.
0: I mean, some people will say that.
1: Yeah, but... I feel you know, like
2: just in, like, the culture.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's not the one I hear getting brought up in Mm -hmm. forums and discords and stuff like that very often but you know it still is too casual
1: so like after that none none (laughs) but my brother is really into anime and so i think twice he's been like you must watch this Uh uh-huh i i know you've mentioned this in my hobbies and i did not have a good time
0: so what, what did he show you if you can remember
1: um i think it was your name and
0: a silent voice
1: Oh, yeah, it was a silent voice, I think. Yeah. Silent voice. Were you her brother?
0: (laughs) No, I feel like we've spoken (laughs) about a silent voice before. Yeah. 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 I
1: just. So, a silent voice, and I think I watched Paprika.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, that's. Totally unexpected. I don't know what that is, and that's like not a great film to just show someone who is uninitiated. Yeah,
1: I think he showed it because there is a popular movie Inception was heavily inspired yes. by it. Uh huh. So I think that he because he wanted us to like it really bad. Well. He's like, well, you enjoyed Inception, yeah. so you might enjoy this, and then no one did.
0: <laughs> that that's the thing is like that's so that's directed by uh, a guy called Satoshi Kon who's mm-hmm. unfortunately no longer with us. Um, but he also directed Perfect Blue and a couple other. Movies movies mm-hmm. and basically he's had a much bigger impact on western cinema than pretty much anyone realizes because his cinematography in general has influenced darren aronofsky so if you mm-hmm. watch I, I think it's black swan it was made shortly after his perfect blue live action adaption was cancelled so there's a lot no sorry this is Requiem for a dream mm-hmm. so there's a lot of similarities and Obviously paprika yeah. influenced Inception. Mm-hmm. It's also a fucking bonkers movie.
1: Like I, I don't remember much it's a while ago, but I just remember being very confused and be like, what the
0: there's fuck a is lot of dream things going on, yeah. so it's you know, that gets, sets the general idea yeah. and it's yeah. anime, so you can go far and above what Inception <laughs> does. Uh, so Sean, what's your experience?
2: Uh well, I mean I watch Pokemon as well. Of course. Everyone's comics, I think much everyone's watched, watched, Pokemon. watched Pokemon at some <laughs> point in our generation. Yeah. But uh, after that, my anime experience isn't as expansive, I, mm. but I'm mainly defined as, like just sort of learning about anime through osmosis from like, I mean, yeah. friends and like just general hearsay on the mm. internet and stuff. So I know more about anime than I'm probably proud of and I probably should be. But, I mean, you're
0: friends with me, so it comes yeah. through a lot of that.
2: So I'm I'm not a weeb, but I, a lot of my friends are weebs. Yes.
0: And you've also seen JoJo's, which oh, is... Oh, yeah, I,
2: I mean... I'm watching that with mates, and Uh, like, since the time we're recording this is still in specific times. Yes, can we mention that there? It's fine. Yeah, in the time of COVID, yeah, uh, it's a show that I only watch with mates, with Mm -hmm. those mates specifically. So I'm only up to the start of Stardust Crusaders, and I have been for months. Yeah, but. So basically, I could say I'm like a mini Weave, but not quite there yet. Uh, you, you, you dabble. I dabble, yeah. Nah,
0: what what do you think of JoJo's? I think, I know we've spoken about this, but for the sake of the podcast. Uh, I really liked it, actually. I'm, I'm surprised. What did you think of part one? So like the original John, part, Jonathan? You know? Part
2: one is, it's more standard in like its story, yeah. but I did like it. Yeah. I did g- have genuine enjoyment from it, especially Dio. Dio. Yeah, Dio's pretty much the thing that carries it. He's such a sadistic bastard at and, the beginning that you sort of get pulled in, and then he becomes a vampire, and it's like, it yeah. gets even weirder after that.
0: I, I don't know if I mentioned this when I read the... So I've I've seen all of the, the current JoJo's anime, um, and I, I read the manga, like, a couple of months ago, and I don't know if I mentioned that I, when I was reading part one, that, like, Araki fully admits that he just wanted to write about Dio. Yeah, and yeah. And so had to create everything else around him. And he was like, well, Dio can't be the protagonist. So he had to create Jonathan, who is
2: such a cardboard cutout of a character. Yeah, we did talk about that. I remember that. Uh, Part two, on the other hand, is far better.
0: Oh, it goes in... Part two is probably like... I know everyone talks about how weird JoJo's is, but I think part two
2: is like the bizarrest part. Oh, it is the bizarre adventure. There are fucking... Immortal pillar men (laughs) with Nazis and a Jojo from New York who punches racists and is awesome.
1: Is he, like, you know, classic Italian-American New York? No,
2: I mean... No, he's... really. He's, like, the sort of, like... I mean, it takes place in the 30s. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, he's the sort of ladies' man? Yeah, he's... He's rough kid in New Uh York, sort of, like, Aladdin-style hero, but more adult. (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's a strange
0: middle ground of like, not the nothing character of Jonathan, but also not the like archetype buff man that Jotaro is.
2: I mean, at one point he does like the pose where it's like he he goes like the most feminine (laughs) sort of... But he's still the manly man Jojo. Yeah,
0: Joss is probably still one of my favourite Jojos so far.
2: As far as I I have seen, he is by far the best Jojo, which isn't saying much. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't think Jotaro's going to dethrone him.
2: No, because he's just an absolute arsehole. It's not that I actively dislike him, it's more like... I, he just doesn't jive with me. Yeah, except for the his, like outfit that jives. Yeah,
0: really I l- I like his outfit, and it's funny because I remember starting Stardust Crusaders and going, "Oh, there's nothing to do with trains here," and because he he's, looks like a train he's conductor. Just a conductor, <laughs> yeah. and that's
2: just why he, he likes to dress like. Yeah, which I can respect. It's too bad he's a fucking arsehole. Yeah, man.
0: this is the thing is like for Star and Stardust Crusaders, John uh, uh, Jotaro did nothing for me. I. Really didn't like him that much. Mm. But in part four, and then later in part six, he, he's vastly improved. I mean, in part four, he's pretty much a, a DSX Machina character. He literally ah. shows up just to have things go the char- everyone's way.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, which I was scared Joseph would be in Stardust Oh, he looks like he's an actual character. Yeah, he's but, an actual character.
0: And I'd say that he's sort of not useless, but he has one of like the most useless stands like it doesn't have much purpose what was his again his is purple hermit which can if he hits a camera or a television can show the location of like dio oh yeah yeah you're right apparently it's he can so also specific like, yeah. yeah he can also use like vines later on i think but oh. that never really comes up again i mean he's like 80 by the time part four yeah around. i mean he's
2: like full-on I, I want to say old man Logan, even though he's not a yeah, character. Yeah, he's type
0: uh, at all. he's he's not Daddy Joseph and and <laughs> Stardust. He's he's more Granddaddy Joseph.
2: Yes. <laughs> I want that on quotes. By the way, as this, this is the famous quote of the episode. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, this episode is dedicated to Granddaddy Grand Daddy Joseph. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a way to start. Um, yeah, so you you two are fairly new to all of this, whereas like how. Yeah, you, yeah. I'm so far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> like all of this stuff here on the table is mine. We are um, your padawans. Yeah, you are you are my padawans, and so it was strange because when we started talking about doing this, I, was, I had no idea where to start. Hmm. Like there, there's so much I could show you huh. that you you become overwhelmed. Uh so the the three main topics we're going to be discussing today is the infamously dubbed ghost stories, um, Hayao Miyazaki's theatrical debut, *Living the Third Castle of Cagliostro, or Cagliostro as they pronounce it in the movie.
2: I've been calling it Cagliostro.
0: Same, I, I've seen the movie multiple times I still call it Cagliostro. And um, Mamoru Oshii's seminal masterpiece ghost in the shell uh so spoilers for all of those if you haven't seen any of them but they're like cultural touchstones of anime so
2: <laughs> we're gonna be discussing anime like in depth so you yeah. should expect spoilers for any of these topics that uh-huh. we go into
0: definitely um so i think we'll start with ghost stories i think this is the one that we've had like the least amount of enjoyment watching
2: yeah, i've, I've will said there should be an asterisk on this topic because yeah. we see We've not watched the full thing. No, okay, so... watched the full thing.
0: Basically, I think there'll be spoilers for about six episodes because yes. Melina's actually the one who's watched the most. Um, I've then watched three episodes and Sean only watched the one. Um, I was going to
2: watch more, but I had good reasons not to. Yeah. Yes. And I honestly don't regret it. No,
0: <laughs> I, I don't blame you for only watching the one. I almost tapped out at the first episode as well. Um, so I think before we get in depth into the conversation, I think I should give context for the yes. series because it's such a peculiar... Mm-hmm you know set of yeah. yeah so there's
2: such an interesting story there you yeah. have to if you're talking about it so
0: this came out in Japan in <laughs> 2000 funnily enough um and it lasted for 19 episodes on air with one extra episode on the i think the home video release um but basically what happened was it it did so badly in Japan that when it came over here this is the I want to say that this is the hearsay story. Like, this mm-hmm. is, like, even... I mean, the VAs, the English VAs, even perpetuate this story, but I don't know the calibre of truth oh, to this. Yeah. So, so, you know... It's take,
2: hearsay, but, like, we've got nothing better to yeah, construct it Yeah, like, so. this...
0: Yeah, this is the... This is the legend that surrounds uh, it, basically. The most official story uh-huh. we have. So, basically, it did so badly in Japan that when... I think it was ADV Films were bringing it over... Um, they basically were told don't bother translating the japanese scripts for the english dub just do whatever you want mm-hmm. to make it sell so they basically did a, a kind of ad-libbed dub where like whoever showed up first to the studio got to kind of pick the tone and and like you know start things off mm-hmm. essentially um and that that led to <sighs> um what a lot of people say is being very funny, but I don't think those people have watched it since it originally came out, and I want to say about two thousand and five. It is
1: mm. a product of its time. It is time very humor-wise. much a product of time, yeah. Very so
0: I'm um, I'm trying to check here when the dub came out. Uh, I think roughly, I want to say, around 2005. That's so, what it felt like to me when I was yeah. watching
2: it, even just the first episode. So they had an ADV, yep, that's that's correct. I,
0: I was writing who I thought dubbed it, uh, announced in October 2004 they had it, and then they released it on five DVDs, uh, five DVD volumes between 2005 and 2006. So it's very much a product of that era, because, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a recurring... Sure. Yes, <laughs> ones that have Quite definitely become slurs now. Um,
1: like, I, at some point I was watching it, like, okay, let next episode, what slur is kind of yeah. just thrown out Because
0: the first episode starts with a a character who recurs, well, I mean, she's part of the main cast, she's in a, pretty much every episode, who is, like, a born-again Christian who hates gay Gays. people? Yeah. yeah. And that, that certainly hasn't aged well in the slightest. No. I mean, the f- other than that, the first episode is, like, nothing happened. Well, things happened, but, like, yeah. there's nothing memorable about it.
2: Yeah, like, the born-again Christian part is probably the most yeah out there it goes. And I mm-hmm.
0: think it's this case of, like, you know, outrageous humour was what, you know, South Park yeah, was it's big it's at amazing. the time oh, and, mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. So I think that's what, you know, they were trying to tap
2: into that vein. It's mm-hmm. weird, though, because, funnily enough, I've been watching... This is not an anime, I know, but like, we've been watching a lo- I've been watching a lot of like South Park recently, mm-hmm. just as background noise, and it's South Park and you shouldn't come to expect yeah. It. It, yeah. It's, it. Somehow it aged way better. This is the thing, Given though. Its whole thing, though, s- it's weird.
0: It's, for all that South Park is crude and crass humour, it's well written. It's intelligent. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, 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 there absolutely is absolutely an certain, intelligence there, which yeah.
2: is weird to say for a show that has but- Han- yeah. Mr. Hankey the Christmas Pooh. But, yeah you
0: know, but like it couldn't so... succeed and continue for 20 mm, odd seasons no. if it wasn't as, yeah. as you know um sorry i cut you off there melina uh
1: yeah i just wanted to say like they make it with the intent like you can tell on everything from the production and the writing to you know the mm-hmm. the eventual jokes it's meant to be very crap yeah and when you know you go in thinking that's what it's gonna be mm-hmm. it doesn't catch you off guard as yeah. much as these very you know young children being like Look at this lesbian here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my mom. She used to be a lesbian. Yeah,
2: yeah like... <laughs> okay. The biggest yikes moment I saw from... Like, I heard from the first episode is just, like, when... Uh, they, they open, like, the the book. Mm-hmm. With, like, the, the principal, I think, and it's supposed to be her mom or grandma? Because they mentioned it at the yeah, beginning of the episode different. that, like, the that's grandma the looks it's... a lot like her mom. Sorry, I'm cutting so, you off.
1: <laughs> in the dub version, mm-hmm. it's the mom... In the non-nog version, it's the grandma.
0: Oh, so they just totally changed it. Because
1: the thing is, um, like, the husband says, oh, I met your mother at the schoolhouse, mm-hmm. which I first yeah. of thought was a very weird term. I don't know if it's a British name. Like, the term, nah. a schoolhouse.
0: Schoolhouse, that's very much just a Japanese thing. Yeah, in yeah so, like, we wouldn't call it like, a schoolhouse.
1: No. Yeah, and so the dad says something, I think, along the lines of, I met your mother at the schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. But then they went away, and so they say it's your grandmother.
0: Right, okay. That
1: Mm. was the principal. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, at this point, I might be wrong, because it's it's just a cluster fucking. I mean, yeah,
0: I I don't think the series was particularly well-written originally. And I can see that, even, you know, watching the dub, like, the DNA of the show is still the same, and it's, like, it's cookie-cutter ghost show that doesn't have much going for it, I don't think.
2: If it was in its original form, I can imagine myself putting it on as like a very much a background noise yeah. sort of thing. I don't even think I would. I think I'd watch a couple of it, episodes, and,
0: and you know, I think I'd have the same reaction. I'd I I always give something like three episodes if it doesn't mm-hmm. catch me, that's it. Um, or well, depending on the length of the series, <laughs> but like, I think that this would have been a thing. I'd watch like three episodes, and I'd be like, "Nah, I'm done." Uh, because it, it to me it doesn't have much to really it's it's so much just a product of its time oh, yeah. it is so much that era of anime animation and character designs and i hate to admit that that doesn't generally appeal to me that much mm-hmm. i'm very much kind of 90s before tens after that era of the 2000s is it's a lot of it doesn't really appeal to me it characteristically. A lot
2: more, surprisingly enough i from what i've scene and the general vibe i get it feels a lot rougher
0: yeah a lot of stuff from that era is you know this is 2000s and then like 2000 through 2005 is a very rough era for anime because it was that transition to digital Mm -hmm. so you have a lot of stuff that was animated at and very just like a sort of wild west time of transitioning to the new technology that a lot of it's aged like milk oh my god. <laughs> yeah yeah um so you know for me the, the the show itself hasn't aged particularly well but then the dub is uh, mm-hmm. oh my mm-hmm. god because <laughs> the yeah. what i can't remember anything about the second episode i can only remember the first and the third and i did
1: you guys see the piano the haunted was it i don't know if it's like in the first seen. three or. The- 4 to
2: 6 because um, I watched them on separate
1: days. I didn't see the piano. It was a furry like it would speed it would no it would slow down and once you heard it seven times it would kill you. But
0: no, oh, is, no, you, that's definitely beyond what I've seen because the second episode is the haunted toilet. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's, ah. I laughed my ass off at the piano episode because you don't see the ghost thing. Uh-huh. So it's just <laughs> Imagine a grand piano following a little girl around.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And it's hilarious because they made no effort to make it look scary. So it's legit a piano just kind of rolling after so this
2: it's, poor It's girl. not even like a Mario 64 sort of piano with teeth chomping at you. No, it's no. literally just a piano. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I okay. I'm going to have to watch more episodes now. Because <laughs> I want to see that. It's,
1: it's great because, you know... She can hear it because it's the main girl. I don't remember her name. Because another point is all the main characters' names were very Japanese and they made an effort to pronounce it. But whenever they had like side characters that didn't matter, it was like, hey, Johnny. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hello, Jacob. Yes. That,
0: that's the thing. I don't remember any of the characters' names oh. at all. I just know that there was a lot of jokes about uh, the main yeah. girl being in like a training bra and i'm like oh Jesus no right
1: worse like almost every episode has a moment where she flashes the guy and he has to comment on the style of panty she's wearing. yeah i remember yeah. that from like, like the first or second episode
0: yeah definitely happens, the first
1: i remember three times it happened over six episodes it could be that it's more he's also constantly telling her you're fat you're so heavy you're fat oh
0: my god
1: <laughs> and yeah the whole training bra situation like at some
0: point they make a wish, and she's like, "I wish we'll get yeah. their boobs." Yeah, and he wishes to touch them. <laughs> so that's Jesus the third episode, because um, the third episode is probably like the part where I knew I'm done because yeah, it, it's a has, theater one. Yeah, it has yeah has the fan the Phantom of the Ghost Opera as they call it, which even not though they by Andrew Lloyd Webber. which they directly <laughs> reference Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> um, but basically the whole premise is like there's a set of stairs that if you sit on, like, the fourth one, mm-hmm. you become cursed, or you like, fulfill if a wish. You make a,
1: if you make a wish, or just you know, say, I wish I could do this. Uh-huh. Like, it will come true, but yeah. it's only the fourth step.
0: Uh-huh. So, he, like, the... One of the, the main cast who's, like, the the nerd, mm-hmm. I want to say, is, like, their make archetype. Make sure you
1: mention, he's Jewish. Oh, what yeah, he's Jewish! He is. They made him
0: Jewish in the dub, yeah! I remember and that.
1: The amount of... Oivase <laughs> in this show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like
1: I like they kept mentioning it. I'm like I like I don't think this is in, you know, the original. I, it wouldn't have been I
0: mean I don't think the the girl who's like a born a great Christian or or him mm-hmm. being Jewish I, that would not have been in the original just no. because they don't really dabble in that not sort okay. of
2: i did want to like the main thing that made me want to watch see the original was that born again christian girl because i was like they are really holding on to this character to yeah. the point where it almost feels like that's the original intent no yeah.
0: i don't think so like i just think mm-hmm. it's very much like those are those feel like products of an american oh, you know yeah, production yeah. Mm-hmm. um japan doesn't really touch on that sort of religion and and even if
2: Unless it's Final Fantasy. Well,
0: you know, there is Final Fantasy, but that's, like, a separate thing in and of itself. It's the
2: whole other, like... Hold on.
0: Uh, It's another medium. Medium, Uh, that's the
2: word I was thinking of.
0: Even though there has been anime attempts with Final Fantasy that's... (laughs) I just can't imagine that working, but... Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Derailing. Derailing. even if they they do kind of hint at religion, it's in a very subtextual mm-hmm. or or symbolic manner. They'll they'll never do beat well. you over the head with you know a character being of a certain They're religion. Just
1: straight to hell if you're not because <laughs> <choose the laughs> <Lord, it's funny.
0: laughs> not not to you know dump on like media from you know our our hemisphere or anything, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of our, our, you know, writing when it comes to religion and more sensitive topics is very surface level and mm-hmm. on the nose. Whereas I think, if anime tries to tackle it, it's like, I, I suppose it's also a form of the medium where like you can be a lot more subtextual. You can be a lot more, you know. Um, Subtle, whether you mm-hmm. kind of just have to trust in your audience, which is something Hollywood is not great at. <laughs> no, cause um, it
1: was one of the things I also check because when I watched the non dub first, I was like, because they have a line where they find a picture of grandma slash mother, whatever, and the girl says, Oh, I recognize her. Mm-hmm. And she says, I recognise this lesbian from gay conversion therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Which comes out the fuck out of nowhere. I, I,
2: where, I yeah. was like,
1: no way. Yeah. No way. <laughs> so in the non-dub version, she met her at a hospital. Yeah, I was going to say, like, like
0: ah. <laughs> there's there's no way that would be in the original. Like I said, they they had a lot of creative liberty in, in how they dubbed yeah. this. Um, especially because, you know, in the third episode is where they bring out the R word in reference to the little brother
2: and that from the clips I've seen cuz uh it's a I recurrent state, thing I oh, have yeah. seen clips of the show which I feel like most people that know about the show have seen yeah. mm-hmm. the vast majority of stuff in those like youtube clips that mm-hmm. show the most mm-hmm. outrageous stuff yeah that word yeah. gets used a lot oh yeah it's like, like, a, like lot.
0: a recurring thing for not just her brother but I think you know they throw just it out there a lot yeah. cuz at, at that point in time I think it was generally more ex- not accepted but you know it, was. it wasn't as uh, much of a taboo slides yeah, as it is now that what i don't think that happened until the sort of early 2010s that yeah, that you know grew as a society exactly <laughs> um i i have seen clips from later on there's an episode where like something to do with uh the their not the radio club but like there's definitely something to do with like a, a sound room or something and like there's, there's this recurring joke about again, so. a teacher being like a slut and stuff like that and i have seen clips of that yeah. i think we watched that clip all together think, yeah. 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 yeah um because mm, you know time we, ago now. we saw yeah we watched some clips before we ended up watching the show i think it was off the back of those clips that we decided you know we have to I mean, at least try fun, this like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i think it's maybe something i'd continue if we were watching it to together yeah but I don't it's one of those things really like, it's a bit because of the how the humor's aged it's a bit uncomfortable to watch with other people because if I laugh I'm more laughing out of
2: yeah uncomfortableness yeah
0: uncomfortableness or knowing that you know oh that wouldn't fly today I'm mm-hmm. not laughing at the actual joke itself because when I was watching it on my own I didn't it's, laugh it's, once it's, at the series
1: the fact that we're we we do not hear it anymore thank god yeah uh-huh mm-hmm. and so when you do hear you're like what oh <laughs> yeah Christ
0: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't. You watched it with your boyfriend, so yeah. I assume you maybe had a couple of laughs. But watching it on my own, I was like, fucking, it, it, just deadpan the like, entire time. Shock, yeah, hundred percent.
2: Yeah. 100%. They do this. yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> only time I laughed, which was the one t- one time, uh. With the do you accept Jesus as your Lord and Table? <laughs> just by how fast she says that. Yeah, like that's impressive and mm-hmm. funny.
0: There are there's a lot of lines throughout that show where like they clearly wanted to shoehorn in a joke, yeah. so they just speed through a line. <laughs> yeah.
2: And that's funny. Like, yeah, it's it sort of really funny, really yeah. funny. And the second one, which I kind I'm kind of ashamed of. But when I say a laugh, it was more of a, of a really uncomfortable Oh uh-huh. geez mm-hmm. was uh the Born Again Christian girl when they're looking at like the principal, she says Something along the lines of like, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, lesbian. I mean, woman. Yeah, like that's just a weird thing. To yeah. Uh huh. So I sort of just had an uncomfortable laugh at that, like, oh, oh. oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think
0: the only time I really laughed is uh, is like, whenever the brothers kind of on screen, it's like he'll have one intelligible line of dialogue. <laughs> want, okay, that I made me laugh. To talk about this, and then it's it, just it gets
1: so much worse, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like he's not even in the shot, and in the background, it like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> happens in the first episode too. I was like, you laugh, you laugh at that, but then you go, shut the fuck up.
1: It, it's, it gets really funny because, like, I understand he's crying on screen, but when he's nowhere on the screen, and they don't turn it down yeah. either.
2: Yeah, he's just still like right there.
1: We came to the conclusion he kind of sounds like Toad.
2: Oh yes! My oh my god! Yeah.
0: <laughs> Because I don't know how we've gone this long we'll talk about the show, but the cat is a dead, like, I, I was not spitting image, but the voice is I mean, almost identical to Salem, the cat. It's kind from of a spitting image, even. Like, yeah. I not, mean, the design-wise, um, I think... Not say
2: all black cats look the same. No, I mean, I
0: think the design's maybe playing off more of, um, I think it's Luna from Sailor Moon. I did think Luna as well. Uh, that was actually
2: going to be my first joke when I talked about it with mm-hmm. you like that, but... Uh, Salem came came up instead because that was more like the the character of Salem.
0: Yeah, the, the the characterisation and the voice are very like identical to Salem from the when did that the the Sabrina live action series from yeah. the nineties or something.
2: Yeah, which I've weirdly enough seen. I've some seen episodes. it. Yeah, I
0: grew up watching it.
2: I, I never grew up with it. I saw it on TV just a while ago. Uh, I, okay. I didn't even really know it existed, to be fair. The,
0: the Netflix version is not as good. I'm not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> Salem doesn't talk, for one. Stupid. <laughs> um, But yeah, I, I feel like we've exhausted everything we we can say about I'm, I'm, ghost stories. I'm
1: trying to think if there's anything else. Because I... I love folklore stories a lot. Mm-hmm. I think they're very fascinating, especially when you look like, oh, you know, in context. I, I think
0: there. that this is something that could have had potential because, you know, mm-hmm. it focuses on that kind of very particular Japanese folklore. Yeah. Um, but I, the execution, I think, is just what lets it it's, down.
1: It's a, like a very Americanized version of an anime. Like, mm-hmm. there were things where they mentioned, like, oh, we're taking down the mountain and we're going to build a Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. good. It's or... like, oh yeah, this is going to be a Walmart parking lot. And it's like,
3: what? And like,
1: in the same episode, I think the guy's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm Mexican for lunch. I'm like, yeah, huh. that's right.
0: Because that's the, I think that's the cursed the, toilet, episode. The toilet episode.
1: You missed out on the toilet I episode. missed out Because
0: they have to go into the toilet to like rescue him.
2: What, yeah. oh, is it like train spotting where like he just goes right in?
0: So it's like, basically the, I think the toilets in the main like new school building end up going out of commission so they have to use the one in the old school building and it's like a very traditional old school Japanese Mm. toilet where you kind of like squat over it and it's like just in the floor. Just a hole in the ground. Yeah and it like, it asks you red or blue? Yeah. And if you answer incorrectly it'll like… But like red it
1: was like, oh blood will rain from the skies. blue, I will strangle you Uh until you turn blue and then someone just… Green. yellow uh, yeah yellow <laughs> and yellow. i was like he's gonna get drowned at piss for sure yeah <laughs> that's like my
2: immediate reaction to yellow
0: yeah that yeah it's, it's just a strange series <laughs> at that point um, just hold it in <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: there is a part of enjoyment for me but it's mostly just in hearing the batshit crazy i, I, I feel like with.
0: it's almost like it's flipped round into like an I- ironic sense mm-hmm. of enjoyment from it now you're not enjoying it because of it's good. It's the content good. in there is it's good. You know, it's, you're enjoying it because you can't believe that they mm. actually did this um, and committed to putting that in the show. Mm. So, anyway, um, I think we'll we'll move on to oh, Lupin. <laughs> we Lupin. can get to the actual real discussion. Yeah. So I think this is itself. where we're. These are the ones that I think we all in, enjoyed. Yes. Uh, we'll together, think, yeah, yeah. So we watched but, uh, Lupin the Third Ca- Castle of Cagliostro last time we, that we saw each other in person um I, I think i got the impression that or sean definitely enjoyed it <laughs> that,
2: like, that was a really good movie yeah that i was hit surprised my, hit by right how spot much you me. liked it i like i was surprised as well because when uh, we started it i mean you've said that it was did you say it was like light-hearted or
0: um the, it, as far as lupin as a series goes this is like the most light-hearted i think it gets
2: yeah. i got the vibe like beforehand that you mentioned that it was like a sort of fun movie which yeah it is. i enjoy i'm fun in a movie mm. if i'm having fun watching a movie that's a good movie yeah. to me but like it hit sort of the notes in like a sort of movie from like an anime movie mm. that i really like yeah. yeah so i was shocked about that as well
0: i mean it is it's it's directed by miyazaki so it has his handprint all over yeah. it um because this was his first ever you know theatrical production and then the uh this came out in 79 so like two uh Six years later, I think is when he done yeah, Nausicaä and then obviously yeah. you know Ghibli. That sounds about right. Yeah. Afterwards, um, so this was like his big break, so to speak, and I think it it, it definitely did well. You know, it's become. You know, I, I think everything I've picked is somehow part of the anime culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, like the not
2: cornerstones would that
0: be? I'd say so. I I try to avoid picking like the the the. I try to avoid picking everything being a pillar mm. so th- i wouldn't say this is a pillar so much as like it forms the floor yeah so like if ghost and shell is a pillar akira is, a- is as well um like it lightly defined but yeah heavily defined uh-huh. so like ghost and shell and akira very much define anime in the west and then you've got lupin uh you've got castle Astro, which is like the floor that's made oh. from those those pillars a weird analogy no, no, no. <laughs> i think it makes sense yeah. um but, yeah, no, I, I was surprised by how much fun you, you had. You were very vocal that I'm, you had a lot of look, fun. I was
2: loving that movie. I'm not even sure if it was because just because we were all watching it or anything yeah. like no, Because, like, a sort of weakness I can have for a movie is mm. that I, if I see something to, like, maybe not point fun off, but, like, something to, like, joke make, about, like, yeah. about, I will do it. And uh-huh, no, a lot I'm of times same. it's a weakness, and I hate myself <laughs> for it look, a lot. But... If it's
1: if it's the right moment, if, if it's not, like, for example, old Logan dying. Like, yeah, I imagine. try not to do
2: heavy story scenes. Yeah, that, I mean, like... to be
0: fair, I think I remember when, you know, Fujiko, like, first, like, strips off and it, it, not strips off her clothes, but, like, to, to she the... She takes off,
2: like, a, like the disguise, disguise she's wearing into yeah. something else and, like...
0: And we, we all... Kept, I think it was Melina went, whoa, you don't need to do that!
2: <laughs> I had that thought, because we rewatched these as well, just before, yeah. Like, yeah like, the night before we filmed this, and I, I did I did the exact same thing. Like, the second time she does it, she's in, like, a news report. She doesn't
0: like, actually... That Yeah, that's the time she where does she doesn't stereop- have to.
2: Yeah, she does the stereotypical, like, stripper sort of, yeah. like, take-off, and I'm like, whoa, girl. <laughs> Now's not the time. There's a camera there. <laughs> Although that is immediately followed up with possibly my favourite part of the entire movie. Where she just
0: shoots where, someone. like, I got...
2: And a MOOC comes down, like, and just without any hesitation, <laughs> she just immediately shoots someone, goes right back to reporting, or fake reporting. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. straight professionalism. <laughs> it is. <laughs> such a good like five seconds I love it
0: for for how little she's in the movie she certainly carries like a certain oh God, weight yeah. for the for the film
2: I mean you remember right after that finished I was like she needs her own like series or movie I and that's when I her. went hey I have the right thing <laughs> and for you it turns
0: out she did <laughs> yes uh there's there's one called uh women called Fujikomine, uh which was like 2012 or something it's, it's very dark different animation style mm. um the opening features many titties just have to put it out there
2: it's, we can talk about this more in yeah. Ghost in the Shell uh, I,
0: for both Ghost in the Shell and Fujiko Mini I'd say it's like it's a tasteful thing like the yeah. whole opening is I think it, it's not directly like quoting Withering Heights but like it's it's a sort of play on that type of thing because um, it's a lot about her kind of like backstory as a character and like her life in general and like you know being a troubled child and not having a great Appearance, I think. I haven't seen the series in a while, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's different from this, like that's... Yeah,
2: I mean, you've said like already that this is a lot more, well, a lot more lighthearted, like, or just like a little bit lighthearted. Like?
0: This is the thing is like, Lupin doesn't take itself too seriously, but this is like a, a different interpretation of the character, because okay. like, in this, he's the hero. Yeah, yeah. And, Creepy one. I, yes. If, <laughs> we'll yeah, go into that's, that in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> In most other Lupin films, he's he's a bit of an antihero. I'd say the only other one that really taps into what Cas- Cagliostro does is the f- is Lupin the Third, the first, which is a hell of a title to say. Um, but that's like a that's like a special movie, and that is like CG. Yeah. So it's like it taps into a bunch of different parts of the series. Um, part two, no, part three. I think aired in the. 80s, so okay. it's like, it's 80s, <laughs> so you know, um, but I'd say in general, he's more of an anti-hero than he is a hero, Okay. so I think a lot of people watch this, and then they try and watch other parts of the series, and it maybe doesn't jive with them as well, because... I was gonna say,
2: I'm scared that that might be happening to me if I try mm-hmm. and watch more stuff, I mean, who knows, I might end up really, like, jiving with both, Yeah. but I hope this, watching this first hasn't, like, given me a specific... Yeah, I think that,
0: that was my concern with watching Cagliostro first, but then I really enjoyed Fujikomini, which I'd, I'd say is, like, if there's a scale, like, most of Lupin is in the middle, mm. then this is, like, on... C- show's on this side of, like, lighthearted, and then Fujiko on this side of darkness. <laughs> okay, cool. Because um, <laughs> when I say it's dark,
2: I mean both thematically and quite... Literally. Aesthetically, it's yeah. literally quite dark. I mean, from the art style, from seeing, just because you showed, like, oh, the art book, I think. is mm-hmm. it that movie? Yeah, that was for the series. From just the sketches alone, I could sort of tell that, like, okay, there's more there's more shading?
0: Yeah, it's, it's got a rougher art style and there's a lot more kind of darker colour palette Yeah, used. I could tell that even, like, mm-hmm. there. So I think even just looking at the front cover of the box, you kind of get that vibe. There's mm-hmm. this, you know, this is very bright and colourful. And, and then like it's kind of washed out for Fujiko Mine um, so yeah uh, very fun movie I've always enjoyed yeah this. It's,
2: it's a, it was really fun to watch mm-hmm. and I
0: liked that so I, I should mention there's like uh, there's two dubs uh, and obviously the original Japanese version we watched the second dub because it was originally dubbed by Streamline Pictures and then Manga Entertainment later in 2000 which featured David Hayter as Lupin probably one of my favorite pe- people to, to voice Lupin. Uh, I think he's mainly voiced by a guy called Tony Oliver now. Um, uh, but the other Cagliostrobe I haven't mentioned this, but so the film character's name is Ars- Arsene Lupin III, who is a reference to a French um, character called Arsene Lupin, mm-hmm. who you maybe only really know from like Sherlock Holmes versus Lupin okay um he's actually, he's a very i've heard of that actually. he's basically the french version of well he's the opposite of sherlock in that sense hmm. where he he has like a different stuff yeah he's like a mirror um he's he is a very real character um from i don't know when the books were written but basically because of this monkey punch the original author of the manga didn't go seeking permission for the character, oh, fuck that. Um, yeah. So this, you know, Lupin the Third is meant to be his grandson, uh, and that meant that when you know early on when they were bringing over some of them, they couldn't use the name Lupin. They could use it on like the box art, but, but they not. couldn't call the character Lupin. Oh. So in the other Cagliostro dub, he's called Wolf.
2: Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that 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 screams like Xbox gamer tag <laughs> <Yeah>. energy. <laughs>
0: Um, so th- they didn't rename any other character.
2: <laughs> not even, like, Goemon. <laughs> no,
0: not Goemon, who I think is based on, like, a Japanese legend, I would say. Actually, I did look him up after, Cause like, he's been like, watching it like, last night. And Goemon something, like... He a has a name. number as well. He has, yeah. like, a number attached to his name. Yeah. Um, I think that would mean that, um... I forgot his name. Shit, he's my, like, favourite character from the series. Oh, look, the gun. I don't gun. know the names. Um... Why am I totally blanking on this?
2: Detective? No, no, not beard the man? detective. Beard guy. Uh, hold on, him. Yeah, him, him. I uh, can't remember his name either. I've just oh,
0: I'm so beard man. annoyed. Oh. I know his voice actor is, is uh, Richard Epcar, because he's like, the most consistent
2: voice actor uh, okay. from the series. Um, well, that makes weirdly a, a lot of sense for his character. <laughs> he's also
0: the English dub voice of Bato from Ghost in the Shell. <laughs>
2: Oh that actually that makes a lot of sense. It does make
0: a lot of sense, doesn't it?
2: I did think, like, as I was rewatching this, like, wow, that character and this character are a little bit similar. Yeah,
0: um, I'm, I'm totally Jigen, Jigen, Daisuke Jigen. Uh, um, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I think that makes him like the most original character then, because obviously Goemon and Lupin are based on, yeah. you know, previously established people. Um,
2: what about Gustav? sorry to jump that in there we had to talk about gustav at (laughs) some point the mvp of the whole movie
0: (laughs) this is the thing is like it's such a strange like cultural mishmash that goes on in the movie you've got very european like like a lot of different Mm kind of influences going on and then you've just got zenigata coming in (laughs) with the japanese police
2: yeah like in my head like it's the whole country called castle castle
0: I think that's it's a, a it's it's officially considered a state or something like that. So I would assume it's like a duchy type oh, okay. thing.
2: I w- I've been thinking of it as like an independent country because in my head it's more like L- L- Liechtenstein. 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 <laughs> Very sorry to anyone from there listening <laughs> into this, but uh, you're probably used to it. <laughs> so sorry, but uh, that's like the sort of country I'm thinking of in my head because that's like right next to France. Yeah. It like, and it's tiny. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But then you've got Gustav, who's very German. Very German. Very and, German.
0: And I'd say like there's a, a, a and I don't know if this is just because like, there's something about Lupin that's that's always resonated with like the Italian audience to the point that Part Four has its own Italian version. I
1: wanted oh, so. to bring this up because I I told my oh I watched Lupin Castle Cagliostro. He was like, I watched it so much as a kid. I was like, <laughs> I was <"What?"> sort of
0: <laughs> I. This slipped my mind so many times. I meant to ask you if your boyfriend knew anything about it because it does so well. Yeah. And Italy, and I, I, I can't fathom why. Like it just oh, does. It it's it's almost like uh you know Dragon Ball here mm. is quite big, but it is nothing compared to the Latin speaking uh Latin.
1: Yeah, Latin American. Latin Ameri- yeah. Well, not Latin
0: American, but like Spain and then and then uh, like uh, yeah. South romance. South America. No, 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 that that includes France. Um, <laughs> I was gonna American say Romance language countries. Yeah, that, that sort of, um, you know, Mexican Spanish, yeah. th- mm-hmm. those sort of, th- they Man, are m- yeah. mad for it. Mm-hmm. Like it's massive compared to here, huh. which you know it's like the it's one of the foundations. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I again, I I don't really get the. I,
3: I,
1: i didn't really ask why and such mm-hmm. but apparently it's just a common thing everyone's seen it when they oh. grew up i mean oh. yeah it came out like 79 so yeah know, a lot of people grew up with it, mm-hmm. it like, i don't know if it's as popular now
0: uh, well the so i think the, the they they've done tv specials for a long time and they still do it. it's like every year there's a tv special of of lupin but like for in terms of tv series it part three was the last one for a long time so that finished in the 80s and then in 2014 or 2015 they brought it back for another tv series and it aired first in italy it didn't air in japan first it aired in italy with like a its own set of like credits its own set Mm -hmm. of like opening themes character introductions to the point that like the english dub version is based on that but then there's also the japanese version which is subtitled so you can't buy you know that has everything on one Mm -hmm. disc you can't buy a Part Four set with both English and Japanese on it. You got to buy the dub version and the sub version. So I only have the dub version upstairs. Huh. Um, that's the one that's on my shelf because uh, Part Four sub was just out of print for a long time here. Wow. Yeah, only recently came out. I think in standard edition because it was on you know yeah, yeah, yeah. limited edition From things. That time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, again, it's something it's a, that just totally fascinates me where, like, these things
2: it's, resonate. It's like the classic, sort of, to go outside of anime. It's like that, I will not say infamous, that classic, like, TV trope, to call it, of, mm-hmm. like, Germans love David Hasselhoff.
0: Yeah, that's that's another big like,
2: one. Uh, a, a like, a, a product, we'll mm-hmm. just call it that, oh. is really popular in a foreign country, like, way unexpectedly. Yeah, so this yeah. is
0: actually another... Re- thing recently has been a has been a symptom of that I don't know what I don't know how to phrase this but basically yeah, yeah. so there was a there's a series in Japan a light novel series called uh, In another World with my smartphone ah. and there was an anime adaption however many years ago and like it does I guess it does okay in Japan but there's a second season being commissioned recently off the back of the fact that it does so well here mm. it sells so incredibly well in the english-speaking territories that they've commissioned a second season off the back of that which I think has to be one of the first times I've wow. ever heard of that yeah I mean obviously you know I think part four was commissioned off the back of the Italian audience still but still um it's it's so weird to to think that like something so culturally specific as anime mm-hmm. is now being influenced by the wider world's you know um consumption of it yeah. that's so bizarre to me. Um, we haven't actually talked about the content of
2: Cagliostro yet. <laughs> I mean, this is just us, like all the time. We, yeah. we Start with a concept, and then we go on tangents, yeah. and then tangents of those tangents.
0: So, yeah. it's, to get back to the story of Cagliostro, how how would you what what did you think of that? You know, if we focus on like each part of the film itself,
2: I I, I keep using the word fun, and I don't want to keep yeah. using yeah. It, but it is a mm-hmm. It's a fun story. It's it's nice it it sort of bounces all over the not all over the place like i mean like Mm -hmm. location wise you start out the movie there's no introduction to character or anything Mm -hmm. the movie just starts and they're already rolling a casino still
0: one of my favorite scenes of like animation and music oh yeah because it is so amazingly timed with when. i love that jump the jump Mm -hmm. yeah and and the way the music's timed still absolutely
2: fantastic it was at that moment i was like oh this is gonna be fun (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm using the word again. I'm going to stop. I'm going to try and limit myself to the word fun Mm. from this point out because I just keep saying that over and over again. I I think that
0: whole opening sequence where it's like, you know, you see them come down and then the alarms go up, but then the music kind of comes in off the back of that. I think it's so well, like, timed and, 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 like, perfectly
2: coordinated. Mm. Um, And then you've got, like, the guards coming in and, like, their diegetic sounds of, like, trying to catch them and stuff. And it's just nice. Yeah, this,
0: this was the thing of, like, Sometimes it doesn't jump out to me, but for both Lu- uh, Lupin and Ghost in the Shell, there's, there's times where the sound design really pops for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. So it opens with them, you know, robbing a bank. They realise the money's fake. And
2: then just yeet it.
0: And just yeet it's it. Just,
2: it, it. I mean, it's not like they even yeet It's just gone. Yeah. yeah. In like, the next yeah, scene. Uh-huh,
0: and then they go to Cagliostro, because apparently Lupin knows that that's where the fake money's coming from
2: yeah i mean it's explained later on that like well isn't it explained that like there's a legend that it comes from there i think so yeah it's explained later on that he's been there before trying Mm. to find it which is where like he encounters the love interest of the movie Okay. Who
0: at the time is very young. Well, we're going, if, we,
2: we, should we go into this now?
0: Mm. Well, yeah, let's let's like go, because I think style. this is everyone's kind of criticism of uh, the movie. And it's...
1: Let's first decide, how old is Lupin supposed to be?
2: Lupin, in the flashback, he's, he's supposed to be like 19. In the flashback? I wanna say. Yeah. Which means... He's like, like 29, because like 10 yeah. years have passed. Or they, I want to say they say 10 years.
1: I think they're, again, very, like, like well, very we don't loose. know
2: exactly how old I he is. I took it as, like, 10 years.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would say he's, like, late
2: 20s. Yeah, so, like, he's... I mean, he looks exactly the same in yes. the flashback.
0: So the age, according to the Lupin Wiki, is late 20s to early 30s. That's it.
1: Okay, let's, for his sake, say 29. Yeah, yeah, 29. Just to make this less bad for him. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the girl... I mean, she's if you if you show like me a 10. picture of her, I would say, thirteen. Oh yeah, hundred percent.
0: So this is this is a sort of thing that I think. You know, Miyazaki has a reputation as a great filmmaker, but also oh. a grumpy old man.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: but the thing is, a lot of the things he complains about when it comes to anime now are directly because of him. Because this whole, you know, looking younger than their actual age, mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, is practically stems from this movie. Yeah, Clarice yeah. is one of the original archetypes of that. And she's actually one of the original archetypes for what would eventually become the whole lolly thing. Oh, God, no. And it's, it's, it's Miyazaki that further reinforced that with other movies that he made. Mm. Obviously, other... You know, uh, directors, writers, and, and 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 mangaka took that and and developed it into what it is now. But it's still, it still his. Yeah. You know, he's got like his marks all over uh-huh. that, whether he likes it or not. Exactly, mm-hmm. and and because you know, we we talked about this when we were watching it. It was like, how old is she? And according to you know her biography on mm-hmm. the the Lupin dot Wiki fandom thing, mm-hmm. it's like. 18 19 yeah so she's 10 years younger than him yeah and in that flashback
1: pushing it to be like she's legal
0: yeah but that's that unfortunately that is a trope of anime if if they're not it's not mentioned (laughs) like you know you see it a lot like a lot of stuff is based in high school Mm -hmm. so they're like 15 16 but they don't look 15, 16.
2: There's always that joke of like the 15 year old boy that's like muscle building. I mean,
0: Joro's 15. Oh,
2: fuck he is. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> Joro is ah.
0: 15 but looks 30. Oh no, 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 no. I hate it. Cacuene's it. also 15 and he's a fucking melt hunter. <laughs> oh god, no. JoJo's characters. <laughs> Back to Lupin. Mm.
1: Yeah, it it was not necessarily a distraction, but I feel like while we were watching it, it, it you have off. to comment. You have on to comment it. on it for sure. It, like, look, if she looked older, yeah, I would have had less of an issue with it. Mm. But it was just very jarring to mm. see it, time. definitely Even animated and everything. I it's it can happen, I suppose. Should it?
0: It's it's almost a a weird kind of American Beauty thing, right? Where yeah. it's like, like you kind of have to comment on it.
1: American Beauty at least addresses this is
2: fucked up. Y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, the whole. I'm not sure if the whole point of the movie. I've not seen American Beauty. I, so I think that's I the really point of the movie. Yeah. yeah. But like the whole point of the movie, from what I know, is that this is fucked up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I the whereas Cagliostro, it's almost like you know it it goes out of her, its way to say you know she is legal now, and it's like. This is a weird thing of anime from that time, it's like, you know, City Hunter, which uh, came out in the 80s, Ryo Saiba, the main character, is like very much a womanizer and if he ends up encountering a girl who's like, you know, underage, who's under the age of 18, he's like, oh, you know, call me in 10 years and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Yikes. Um, It's, it's, it's a weird, just like normal, not normal, I don't want to call it normal, It's such a standard thing in anime for me that, like, I don't. Casual. Yeah, I almost don't bat an eye at it anymore, so it took you two pointing it out for me to go, oh, yeah, this is kind of weird.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm specifically thinking of, like, the flashback, like, where it becomes really apparent. Oh, yeah, where she's, like, 10. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, I mean, he looks exactly the same. Yeah, he does. But she very much is a child. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, like, it recontextualizes all the times where he's, like, Flirt, flirting with her yeah sort of, like, I mean the first time her? they
0: meet he like properly lays it on thick and you're kind of yeah, yeah. already you're like oh come oh. on she's like 14 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you see the flashback and it's like wait oh. how old is she yeah, <laughs> Wait, that's oh, oh, go, oh, this is, oh Jesus this is yeah. way worse
2: than I imagined mm-hmm yeah like
0: that that's what everyone points out when they've watched it for the first time as an adult I think if you watch it when you're younger you're not necessarily gonna pick up on it I don't
1: wanna go on a tangent about this but you know when when you're 15 you think you're the most mature thing on the planet (laughs) yeah and you're like I could date a 30 year old we're basically as mature (laughs) as each other
0: I mean there are people who are into that
1: look it's like, 15 or 30 is just wrong. Yeah, oh, and I'm saying I'm hassle. not
0: saying yeah, no, it's right. He's, he's not defending it. No, I'm just saying that, unfortunately, there is a whole mm-hmm. sub-culture of the internet yeah. where it is a thing for kids to seek adults and adults to seek kids. I say kids, teenagers, they're still yeah. kids.
1: I just...
2: And they get put on FBI lists. Yes, oh, exactly.
1: I just, whenever I see it, I just feel very bad for like the younger person. Oh yeah. The Cuz like, yeah, they don't know, you're a know child. Uh-huh, you, you don't know but you cannot be blamed for no. this. You think you're the best. You think I'm an adult. My mom doesn't let me go out past midnight, but I'm an adult.
0: <laughs> your your brain has not matured enough to realize this decision that you're making yeah. is r- inherently disgusting Fucked. and wrong. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And you don't realize until you're like 30 yourself But you're like if I had to talk to a 15 year old <laughs> Would be yeah. Up. Like, what the fuck would I talk about? <laughs> Even now, I'm like, what do fifteen year olds do? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm exactly, exactly
2: the same. same. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: you, you go on the TikTok. Yeah.
2: <laughs> my, my
0: worst thing is I work in a supermarket, so I have to see teenagers all oh, the time, yeah. and I'm like, please don't don't interact with me because I just I don't want to have to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to you because you are a little cretin like
2: i've them kids. i've <laughs> got like a, a little sister and she's only like 4 years like younger than me mm-hmm. but even now i'm like what, what what do you do what do you and your friends <laughs> do what do like what do the kids these days do yeah, like yeah. The tiktoks the tiktoks
1: like... <laughs> and, and you want to be you know the person that's like i'm, I'm in tune with the kids is it like, so, you know, have you been on the Wii lately? <laughs> you Playing <a> your
0: Nintendo. <laughs> I mean that's you because you're out of touch with gaming.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's hilarious. I have a little cousin who I used to babysit and every time I show up I'm like Minecraft, huh?
2: Sedan. I mean to be fair that's still a safe
0: bet. <laughs> yeah, like that's Minecraft
2: why. is still pretty well, not as popular, obviously, but it's still pretty popular. It's
0: it's wormed its way into being, like, a, a cornerstone of video games at yeah. this point. It's it on, managed
2: to claw its way back yeah, as well. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, like, and it's on every platform. It's so widely available. Mm. Um, we've I, gone, I don't want to go on a tangent. I know, I was going to say, we've <laughs> gone on such a tangent again. <laughs> back to Lupin. Back to Lupin. Um, so that aside, you know, it's... Do we
1: want to talk about the
0: Hooded Man, or...? Yeah, the, the whole Hooded Man like, thing.
1: look. Catholicism is a thing. They have some fucked up things, and like I think when you look at ancient Catholicism, it was a thing. Catholicism. Catholicism. Catholic. <laughs> Catholicism. Catholicism, Catholicism. Yeah. Catholicism. Like when you look at the history of it, mm-hmm. I think it was a normal thing. At some point, they had I, and they were not. I mean, bad
3: at
1: the time.
2: Yeah, I mean, I okay. Say, uh, I saw a picture recently of like. Uh, I, celebration or like a ritual in like Mexico or whatever where they have the straight up white herds and like a lot of people were like oh shit what the fuck yeah I think
0: it is a cultural thing where it's like to us it means something very different yeah
2: Yeah, (laughs) because I mean
0: yeah I mean we've seen that and we're like oh it's the (laughs) clan Yeah, like literally straight up
2: we talked about this I think I was the one that mentioned it first because it was like a far away shot you can mm-hmm. see the outline yeah so and I it's like oh it's, shit the clan it's so and
0: far away that you're like I don't actually quite understand the like outline of this person mm-hmm. yet and then you have a, suddenly have this close up oh, you're like no, oh no, no. <laughs> the
2: thing is I made a joke about that first like a silhouette because I was like oh they won't be doing that but it kind of looks like it so I'll make a joke and then they immediately go to a close up <laughs> yeah, and it actually such... is like purple hood clan members and, yeah. you, and I was like oh fuck I was joking <laughs> yeah. but now it's yeah. very real
0: we
1: all had a moment like is it gonna take a turn? Like, what does this nation stand for exactly? Yeah. I
2: mean, we've seen the count. Yeah, I, I would believe that. You I mean he would have? His he own would watch sect. Tucker Carlson. Oh. Uh, we <laughs> just not mention Let's that not go Kremlin yeah. again. He'd
0: have. Uh, he'd have Fox News on all the time. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, he's in his weird fucking helicopter bike thing. Yeah. <laughs> he has such a distinct face like really design. Does. Um
2: It's so much like a box. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then you got the little goblin of his assistant.
2: <laughs> yeah, the little Renfield.
0: Yeah, who's apparently one of the Monkey ninja things. Oh, the
2: monkey ninjas! Yeah, I'm, I'm not ninjas. even sure if I picked it up the first time, but I was very sad rewatching it because I think I forgot that all the monkey people are actual people, yeah, and not just weird abominations. What was
0: what bothered me about that is like I'm watching it and I'm like, where's the part where they're the robots or something? Because I'm like they're not oh, human yeah. people. I feel like also they funny. kind of find one of the the, the the like gauntlet things, and I'm like. Is this the one where the robots? Because <laughs> that's such like a you know a generic convention of yeah. that sort of thing. So I'm like, there's no way these are human people. <laughs> Not the way they're moving the little fucking and weirdos. They come the fuck
2: out of nowhere as well. Like it's after, like the first day they're in Kuglialstra. I think they've just had the scene where like Lupin explains he's been here before mm-hmm. to like bearded man. Yeah, and I'm just calling him bearded man now. Yeah.
0: But uh, oh, the, the the gardener. Yeah.
2: No, no, no. I mean, oh, Jigen, Jigen. Jigen yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna call him bearded man.
0: <laughs> that was what confused me because there's, the, there's
2: there is the gardener. In there's that the scene gardener who is a bearded man <laughs> who also does pop up again, which is unexpected. Yes, yeah. But uh, it's after that scene they come in for the night and then they get attacked by the monkey ninja people. <laughs> yeah, they just come out of nowhere, and you're just like, "What the what the fuck?" <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. it's, it's it's mostly their mannerisms. It's not like. Pr- particularly what they look like. It's just the way they move. The way they move. Because,
0: like, the door opens and they just suddenly file in in the strangest (laughs) way possible.
2: The best part, though, is when he's he's, uh, talking to Clarice in the tower and suddenly the lights go on and they just all shuffle in. They just shuffle in. (laughs)
1: Like, they just were, like, hidden behind pillars and no one just heard, like, a stack of
3: monkey people (laughs) behind a pillar
2: oh that also reminds <laughs> me of when uh the, the blonde lady uh fujiko fujiko yeah when Fijiko is like and he has his like her eyes in the painting because that oh yeah, yeah and then like the count goes who's there like he's just sensed <laughs> yeah. her and then we go to the painting which you clearly see she's disappeared from now because mm-hmm. the eye holes aren't filled and then it just slowly goes down to the butler <laughs> yeah it's 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 pure comedy gold yeah
0: it's a very funny movie the comedy timing is very good in it
2: and of course yeah. gustav and gustav yeah
0: gustav. <laughs> i feel like that's that's like a nice little flair from the dub mm-hmm. um because like i was looking through for the the sort of like character name changes because i knew obviously that like or i had in my mind i was like did they is this the one where they changed him to the wolf uh for the dub and for strangely in the streamlined dub uh, they changed Zenigata's name slightly. So his full name, which I don't think is ever actually mentioned, is Inspector Koichi Zenigata. Hmm. But apparently in the Streamline Pictures dub it's Inspector Kaibu Zenigata. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I, I don't think there's any point in the movie where he even mentions his full name. They just no. Lupin always refers to him as... Uh, the old I man. think it's G-san and then it's like rendered as old man in yeah, the like, subtitles. he does
2: call him old man a lot. Yeah,
0: because uh, in most of the other versions it's it's translated as Pops because it's, uh. it's like, I think it's either OG-san or G-san or something that he, he refers to him as, which is like a Japanese term for that makes sense. older men. Um, OG-san would be like your granddad type thing. Okay. Um... But yeah, the so OG. Yeah. the weird thing is, I can't find Gustav on the, no, the character no. list. <laughs> this episode is also dedicated to Gustav. Gustav, right <laughs> who's just such a Arnold Schwarzenegger type. You know that's who we're doing. Yeah. on. which is weird because well, Terminator didn't come out until like what two years after this. I mean, we're talking about the dub, though, aren't we? Oh yeah, you're right. But like. <laughs> That's definitely the base to voice on, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, just voice yeah. on. I'm
2: not thinking, like, physical. I'm, I'm forgetting
0: the dub came out in, like, 2000.
2: Yeah, you have to keep that in mind. Mm. But I yeah. mean, I'd be surprised if David Hayter was doing, like, like voice actor work in the 70s. Oh, and... yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> this, was, uh, this was still very early in his voice acting career. I think he had done Giver, which was another anime series before that. Because he was working with Animes, which is the company that yeah, yeah, dubbed yeah. it on Manga's behalf. Um, so he's been in sort of really odd, unexpected anime dubs. Like, yeah. I don't think you expect him to be. Yeah, I mean, and
2: Cagliostro. I didn't catch that it was really him until yeah. like after, because I had to ask. Like, so who was he? I, exactly? I think
0: it's one of those kind of like testaments to him as a voice actor that he has got quite a good range. Yeah, it's like a lot
2: of people expect the obviously uh, yeah. sort snake voice, but that's not what he sounds like. No, I mean, even just recently. Uh, this is a tangent, I know. But uh, there's a did, a did You Know Gaming video that's come mm-hmm. out, like, two days ago or whatever, that he actually voices. Like, oh, he does really? The stuff for that. And he starts off, like, sort of doing the snake voice, yeah. like, as, like, did you know? But then he goes into his normal voice, and you're like, wait, is, is that him? Yeah. After hearing that, by the way, it was painfully obvious that, yeah, it's him.
0: Yeah, like, once, you, once you hear his normal voice, you, you realise it's him. Um, but
2: it's... It, Fantastic work! <laughs> yeah,
0: very good, very very funny. It'll be as hard been... to
2: watch other. I mean, I'm probably not watching dubs, am I?
0: I mean, I think for, well, I've only seen Cagliostro and uh, Woman Coffee Comini in full, hmm. but I would I'd probably stick to watching it subtitle just because that's my default. Like yeah, I mean, now, I
2: I always feel like this is just like a stigma thing from being in high school and everyone mm. being like, no dubs are like heresy.
0: Th- this is a thing. Is like I feel like we've come a lot. A long way, and yeah. that, like, you know, it's either the dub is good or it's not. Or yeah, th- yeah. Th- there are very standard dubs now, and it's like, well, that's why, like, I put them on a lot, and I'm like, it's fine, I guess, but I'd mm. rather watch the very, you know, it's almost overacted, you mm. know, in the Japanese version, but it adds a lot of, you know, extra character and emotion yeah. to what they're doing. To me I,
2: it feels more authentic of itself. Subs- I,
0: I think so, yeah. I think that's another part of it. There are some dubs that are absolutely stellar, like, you know, Cagliostro that, that almost elevate the original product to yeah. something far and above what it originally was.
2: I will say I do, and I, I found myself, I think after this I was watching this I was pretty, like, confirmed in that I do kind of like watching dubs. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what, I mean, I'm also lazy. I like not having to read and just appreciating the animation and Uh listening. But uh, I do like just sort of like how dubs interpret some things and like how some like changed and all that. And Mm -hmm. just how they take something that's very Japanese Uh and try and like adapt it for. Well, I mean, it's the same animation but adapt it for a Western audience. For a Western audience, Uh, yeah. um,
0: Have we spoke about Cagliostro for long enough? Do we want to. Is there anything uh, else you guys want to add?
1: It's just. A very wholesome. It film. is a very wholesome With its, movie its its faults, but I think it again exists. As yeah, a it's, a, it's time and a culture mm, of its time. And
0: I'd say it's you know it's very endearing. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of heart to it, mm-hmm. and you know the animation is as simplistic as it is. it is very you know well done, mm-hmm. um, and you know music wise, like I said, the soundtrack's very good. Uh, and funnily enough, I didn't realize this until you guys had left after we watched it. Uh, this doesn't actually use the main Lupin theme at all. Ah. Um, so there's there's a character theme for Lupin uh, which I, I can't let you hear on the podcast, I'll let you listen to it after it. Which is used pretty much m- tons after and it mm-hmm. is a fantastic um, uh, a, a piece of music because basically Yuji Ono, the guy who uh, produced the soundtrack for this, is still the composer now. Um, and he's just such a fantastic composer. it's so much of like a funk and jazz influence um it's just very nice so anyway i think with that we'll we'll end the discussion a lot yeah yeah. we've gone on on many tangents Mm -hmm. so uh yeah ghost in the shell was the last one we watched um this was the one i was i think i was kind of scared to have you guys watch this because i haven't mentioned it on here yet but you know it's a very special movie to me you know it's one of my favorites ah. for sure um and i think it it almost kind of embodies what i love about sci-fi and Mm. and you know so i i was nervous (laughs) i was i was fully prepared for you guys to like come in and you know that's
1: that's understandable you know you like something yeah you're like enjoy it
2: please don't hate me please yeah <laughs> like, like, i mean i was never gonna judge even if i fully really disliked it or yeah, yeah yeah like no I,
0: I wasn't expecting judgment but it's like you know when someone dislikes something <laughs> that you've pulled so special yeah, yeah, yeah. it really can be about
1: as well, yeah, yeah right? and that was what yeah, i was yeah, like
0: yeah. i i was like thinking oh you know what what would what would someone who maybe didn't enjoy this the same capacity i did what would they you know Point out what would what would be the thing that they dislike. So I was like trying to search that, like <laughs> when I was watching it, you know, on Saturday in preparation for this. Um, so I'm 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 gonna let you guys take the floor because I want to know, you know, just your thoughts in general because it's this movie is a lot. It does a lot, mm-hmm. and it's it's there only 18 minutes long, but it feels so much longer. Yeah, and I think so. for me, that's you know, a movie can either do that really well or really badly, and I think Ghost in the Shell lands in that it does it really well. Mm.
1: Um. I'm, I'm sorry, I hate to pull a comparison to the B-movie. <laughs> like... <laughs> well, no, that's the no, best way to say oh, this, isn't oh, it? Oh, oh. <laughs> like, This is a movie where it felt long but in a good way. Uh huh. The B movie is a movie that me and my boyfriend will watch when we want to pass time because it feels like it's 20 minutes long but it's a full hour and a half.
0: Okay. I was wondering (laughs) where you were going with that. Yeah, that
2: is just a wild way to start. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Because I I was watching Ghost in the Shell and I really enjoyed it. And I, I was like, story wise, I'm like, oh, we're already nearing the ending. I don't think we're that far in. I'm like, oh we are yeah
0: it's it's like i I think i don't know if i mentioned this because like i remember we had a discussion of like when i was describing like i put the titles to you guys Mm -hmm. and i went through and described all of them there were a couple that like are slower paced and i didn't want to call them slow movies because there's almost a negative connotation behind calling a movie slow whereas like and so when i was speaking to sean about it uh when he was watching it i was i I landed on methodically paced. I think mm-hmm. that's the, best, that the way best way to describe, way to describe it. it. Yeah, um, because a lot of what it does is very intentionally coordinated um, around, you know, the 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 story around how the music, you know, like fits with that. Because you've got the the main recurring theme that shows up. That's mm-hmm. how the movie starts, and then, you know, at any moment where the the narrative dips, it's like that theme comes back and it Mm. it gives you almost like a slower moment to catch up and so you kind of digest what's been going Mm.
2: on. That's what I felt like when that theme came up it was like the time to really soak in the world and the environment and what's just Mm -hmm. happened because like the events so far. Yeah because
0: a lot of time when you hear that what you're getting is well you have the title sequence that's where it first crops up but then it comes up again when you're pretty much just left with a lot of landscape shots you're getting a lot of scenery of of newport city which i always forget as the name of the the city it just sort of takes place somewhere to me
2: in it's, my head it's always like, i mean really i i was gonna say tokyo because it, it does man, feel like tokyo honestly i feel like it more like a futuristic chicago or well like that. i th- yeah. think i don't know where i'm getting that vibe but i can't
0: just... remember if the live action like used shanghai shanghai or hong kong as like a shooting location and i'm like okay yeah you know what that actually fits really well it really does it fits that sort of you know almost a contrast of we see a lot more of the ground level but there is a lot sort of more like an upper level of society so to speak yeah it's like
2: to give a a weird comparison (laughs) and that's kind of how i feel it's like in the coruscant in star wars because that's a planet that's yeah you see like In the movies, you see, like, the top sections Mm -hmm. a lot because you were following high-profile people. But even on just, like, the ground level, Mm -hmm. like, you can see it in, like, the worst movie, Attack of the Clones, (laughs) but still, you can see a lot of, like, the more dingy sort of, like, new cyberpunk-esque vibes yeah and even below that there's underground sections that go on for like miles and miles and miles and miles where all the underground stuff is so it's kind of like that although that's an extreme Mm -hmm. obviously of that trope
0: yeah because like we we only really see them briefly as like you you sort of see the offices and like the headquarters of section nine the main unit that the the characters are part of but like mainly what we see for set pieces are the, the market where mm. the chase scene takes place. And then you've got like the the sort of open area that's like the high rise buildings that are very much squashed together. They've got all the sort of like signs to show you this is what's in them. And then like in the distance you see the sort of like centre of the city yeah. backdropping all. So it's like almost like it's it's always trying to contrast that that part. And like the biggest set piece of the film at the end is taking place in like a rundown museum. There's nothing you know it doesn't paint a fantastic picture of the the future it doesn't spend too long going oh this is the the contrast it's like it's a very subtle through point i think of the movie yeah it's um,
2: a, a, a sort of dystopian look
0: yeah kind of because it's you don't really see fully the city until the end of the movie where yeah. you know she steps out and it's like you know the net is vast and infinite mm-hmm. and it pans up and you kind of see that the city's much bigger than what we've seen and it, it, it does Act as a stand-in for the internet, yeah, you know. but still. Yeah. Um,
1: I I just really like that. Usually when I watch the sci-fi things, I mm-hmm. I'm left with a lot of questions. Like, no, I want to know. <laughs> I, I just want to know everything. And with this one, I just felt like, yeah,
0: makes yeah, sense. yeah. Mm-hmm. It does sort of like you don't really long to know what happens mm-hmm.
2: when she leaves. Nah, because that feels like it's a it's something that like. It's a journey that you know she's gonna go on, but mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to follow her through. Yeah, it's very, very much a personal journey. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent. And it's like I think it's interesting how it it portrays all of that, especially because like it uses a lot of more quieter scenes to put that across to you. Because you know you have the boat scene, Just yeah, yeah, one of my favorite scenes in the movie for I, some that reason. That is a really good scene though. Um, and it's like you know, you kind of first hear the puppet master using her own voice to speak mm-hmm. to her. That's creepy, but the way. Is, oh. That's yeah. really fucking creepy. Um, and then, you know, obviously later we hear them uh, with with a male voice. And I find it interesting because there's some things that you I look at when I watch the movie again and I'm like, it's interesting how this would have been written now where mm-hmm. the puppet master would have used gender-neutral terms like they, them, whereas yes. they constantly refer to him and make a point of mentioning that he is a nickname
2: that the developer it's not a define like i I talked about this Mm -hmm. i mean we've talked about this like ages ago before i even saw the movie because it came up on a conversation Mm -hmm. we had once but when i watched it again or when i watched it for the first time Mm -hmm. uh, last friday yeah uh i did mention that like they call him he but Mm -hmm. i'm gonna use the pronouns they They, because that's Uh a lot more more accurate and i'm can, I'm absolutely sure if it was made today, that's what they would use. Yeah,
0: 100%. I mean. And it's like, um, so it doesn't come up in the movie, but it's in the manga and it's in the uh, TV series uh, that they did in the 2000s for this, that the major's kind of like bisexual or like, I, I say kind of, you know, mm-hmm. she's confirmed to be. Yeah. Um, Though we'll never see her with like female partners. Mm-hmm. Um, But I find that interesting because that's another thing I look at now and I'm like, if that were the case now, she would probably be like pansexual or yeah. some form of, you know, one of the other ones that doesn't see it as like a gender Yeah, like thing. a very binary thing. Yeah, because, you know, the, the Major's whole kind of character arc is that she isn't sure that she is herself. That she's anything, really. That she's anything, yeah. I think that's another thing I can attach to the movie because I'm like, oh yeah, I fucking... It's one of those things that I watch and I'm like, yeah, this is an existential crisis that not necessarily I can relate with, but you something. Can yeah, I can yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's very like not relatable. But it's like, it's a very human you can thing. Get. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's like that core thing of like you know that boat scene again. She mentions this as like your memories and 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 you know your interaction with people and your everyday life are what builds your sense of yourself. Mm-hmm. But how do you? In a society where you can just be thrust into another body, how do you know that you're yourself? Yeah, what like, makes you yeah, because you've never yeah. seen your what own is brain, your soul, yeah. Uh huh. That's definitely it, it never comes up mm-hmm. in the film as mentioned, but it's like it's definitely like a, a journey of the soul type, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing. Um, a lot of discussion on the story because it's very narrative heavy. This movie, oh, yeah, the story is the whole thing, obviously. oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, the animation style was one that i was like i don't know how you guys would react to it because it's i say i'd say it's very
2: particular i like the style yeah Uh, i I think coming out of like my initial my initial thoughts on it was (laughs) that the style was the thing that i liked the most yeah
0: yeah i always do find like certain close-ups of the major and i've been wondering recently if this is an intentional thing some of them are very uncomfortable. Mm. And it's not like an uncanny valley thing. It's not like that she looks too human. It's it's There's something about the way she's drawn and the way her eyes are drawn that like it's, just unnerve me.
2: To me, it, it seems inhumanly still. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's like, you know, you want to see the, the breathing effect mm-hmm. and all that.
2: Because
0: it's like when, when she does the dive at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie and you get that close up of her face. It's like there's something...
2: Oh. Off it's, and
0: inhuman about her. In a
2: way, it's almost like she's made of porcelain. Yeah, I, have I, I mean, you have I don't mean the, that in a bad way. No, 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 like, no. I
0: know what you mean, but it's like it then follows that up in the film with the shelling sequence. Yeah, which almost l- lends credence to that, you know, inhuman, not quite, you know, skin and bone. Yeah. I mean, she's not. It's just she is a full. Um, she's an android. Cyborg. They say There's cyborg, d- but yeah. I would
2: define that more like an android.
0: She has a human brain though.
2: Does she? I thought the brain was mechanical. No, the brain's not mechanical. Here's what we're going to go into. I think I'm not sure if it's a lot of these movies, if there's part of these movies I don't get and I'm just too stupid, (laughs) but like there were chunks of it where it feels feels like the movie expected me to know things that I just didn't know about the world and the setting.
1: I I kind of feel the same thing, but I am someone who struggles to be very focused Mm -hmm. on things, and especially when having like a subtitle instead of a Mm dub i tend to just miss words out yeah just i can be the forget same. forget yeah. stuff and then i feel very bad because i'm like no i want to understand so <laughs> i'm really trying to pay attention but my mind wanders too yeah. easily mm. that i'm like i haven't read the last four lines i hope they weren't <laughs> important to the story <laughs> yeah <laughs> um
2: i can be the same the, the main thing that like i want to talk about this with this specific point is that they refer to something as like like the ghost. like So the ghost yeah. is... I the... never... I di- they never really... Ex- or at least I didn't catch. They didn't explain what the ghost is. It's like... Mm-hmm. I w- at first I thought it was like their w- term for like a soul but they bring up the
0: term soul later on. <sighs> this is a weird thing in that it's sort of vague and it's an intentional mm-hmm. choice mm-hmm. in that as far as the majority of the characters are concerned, uh, the soul is what makes... A, a human with full body, you know, augmentation. Augmentation, uh, a human. So mm-hmm. the the brain, as far as I remember, and in the, the ghost and shell is housed within like a titanium shell, but it's still on might have been physical, actual uh, brain inside of it. That's probably what I was thinking. Yeah, because
2: yeah, they talk about thought. cyber brains.
0: Yeah, so there is a cyber brain. So you get like. Uh, you know it's encased in there and it allows you know to connect to the net and stuff and all that sort of yeah. thing because that's what the ports in the back yeah, of yeah net that and
2: like how they can sort of think to each yeah,
0: other yeah so like, that's all cyber brain stuff and it's like the the ghost is is what most people within the ghost and shell universe consider to be the thing that s- establishes someone as a human because you can sort of copy someone's consciousness but it won't, Mm -hmm. it'll only produce as far as I remember, a ghost line, Mm -hmm. which isn't the same, I think. Again, like I said, a lot of these are left intentionally vague because it's like, the whole point is that it's that classic kind of three arc, uh, three act structure thing where it's like, you know, this is the normality but then the puppet master eventually comes along and sort of upends the the idea of Everything that they thought about, mm-hmm. you know, what it is to be human a, or, or a, living a, thing. a living thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that's what the puppet master says when he first, you know, kind of he's introduces him. Is that he's a life form? Well, yeah, they're a life form. Yeah, he I mean. he claims um, political asylum on the basis that he is a a living thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, it's very very thematically heavy. <laughs> um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But like I said, it's it's one of those ones that I, I feel attached to because it's it's such a human journey mm-hmm. and and that...
1: It's weirdly relatable for yeah, something yeah. where you're just like, I, what?
0: <laughs> and I think outside of, you know, the whole full body augmentation and, and like how far that version of, of reality is from ours it's it's almost like with the way we're pursuing AI, with the way we're pursuing, you know, technology, it, it's almost a eerie sort of mirror of what mm-hmm. we could become. Yeah. Like, it, it would be too easy to accidentally create an AI like the Puppet Master. Yeah. Probably through the same similar methods where it's used for, you know, counterintelligence espionage. and espionage. Yeah, um, because that's usually where most of these technological developments come
2: from. Yeah, like... To go into like philosophy and human <laughs> well, history. Well, this is another thing: is that
0: the film's very philosophical. <laughs> yeah,
2: yes. so it makes sense So, like a lot of technology, especially like modern technology, was developed as base for, mili- for military use. Yeah, like, like
0: radar and basically what makes up cellular technology was <laughs> based from World War Two. They developed it. computers
2: and like everything. Like mm. Alan Turing, he was the code breaker yeah. in World War Two. Yep, <laughs> and that's where a lot of the ground breaking work happens. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, there's a, I, there's this whole video, this is going into a completely different <laughs> direction, but uh, it's what I always bring up. There's this, uh, I'm, you've watched Ahoy videos before, like YouTube, like the doc, the game documentary um, stuff. I, I sent the polo- t- Polybius video. Oh, okay,
0: so I've seen the Polybius video. But yeah, there's another
2: video sure. I heavily recommend that's like uh, Nuclear Fruit, how the Cold War shaped video games, oh, and cool. that goes into a whole detail on how Video games very much are shaped by the Cold War and, like, the conventions that we have in them, mm-hmm. like Blue Team, Red Team, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's an interesting video. It's, like, an hour-long oh, I've never thought about that before, but that pretty much... Yeah, that yeah. Makes, that scans. I mean, even, like, stuff like... Uh, games like Asteroids and Space Invaders, mm-hmm. they all come from, like, the Space Race and stuff, which was yeah. of the Cold War and all mm-hmm. that. Again, very much different <laughs> to what we're actually talking about, so I'll cut back there, but I heavily recommend that video yeah. to both. You really? Even if Millie does not play games that often?
1: <laughs> you can say never, it's fine. <laughs> I mean,
2: you play some You play games. Minecraft yeah, and stuff with us. We played the Fortnite. I,
1: I don't think that cons- makes me a gamer.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it doesn't. No, but, <laughs> but it's a not game. Like, we can't say you never play games, because you do. Yeah, you do. Uh-huh. <sighs>
3: Just
2: because you're not a gamer doesn't mean you don't play games. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Ghost in the Shell.
0: Yeah, um, so on your note of philosophy, it's... Um, I haven't done too much reading into this, but it's a, certainly an interesting sop- topic, is that the film is basically based around the philosophical, philosophical theory of transhumanism. I think yeah. I mentioned this last year when we were on our other uh, college course, because Mike brought up philosophy a lot. Oh, a lot. Um, yeah. And somehow me and him ended up talking about this a little bit. Basically, it, it's like that, you know, what point do we reach as humans where we're no longer
2: human yeah like Mm -hmm. we i mean we're already at the point where like cybernetics and stuff are Mm -hmm. like a thing yeah Mm -hmm. i mean like you can obviously prosthetics and all Mm -hmm. that but even beyond that and we're heading to the point where like not to mention elon musk which is i i hate bringing him up (laughs) i'm so sorry but he's apparently developing like neural link stuff sure he is no yeah i know of course, but yeah. he's talking. About we're trying yeah. to get to that point anyway. Uh-huh. So these mm-hmm. talks of at what point do we become so attached to the technology literally uh-huh. do we stop being human? Yeah, yeah. and I and, and what, how does our definition of human
0: change? uh uh-huh. That's I think that's what that film chal- what what goes in the shell challenges is that like this is a society that has reached that point where it needs to start asking itself mm are we still human does our definition of human change because well
1: like usually people say heart and brain so uh-huh. it makes a human like a heart Being the soul, and, brain. and
0: ghost thing. in the shell that's supplanted with ghost your ghost yeah. makes you human yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but then it's like the major is almost like something else because she has whispers from a ghost which i i want to say is like a gut instinct thing but from like all the sort of versions of the canon that exist it is something else it's like some other you know thing in her mind
2: like sort of an original version breaking through if you want to put it that way but i'm not sure i don't think it ever goes that deep if you wanted to like give a more definite answer but yeah it seems they want to keep that vague enough Uh uh-huh yeah
0: it's like the major's backstory outside of the live action adaption which we're not going to discuss um her backstory is never really mentioned or, or delved into I, like the farthest back we go is like when she first joins section nine or like how she comes to join section nine which is the arise um ova things uh which are not great <laughs>
2: okay um, we will not talk about them too much then <laughs>
0: So, yeah, all of these things are very loosely defined, very kind of, you know, it's intentionally left vague. I think some of it's left up to, you know, viewer interpretation. Yeah, like, Um, I mean, I've
2: just interpreted there already. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, whereas my interpretation of it is that I don't think that's the case because we don't know anything, nothing about the Major's history is ever explored. So I think to me it goes against that kind of idea, whereas I think the Major's meant to be a different type of, if that makes sense yeah i'm
2: just sort of naturally grasping for answers yeah yeah and you know, all no, that i that. absolutely yeah that it's makes sense of make, it's sort of wanting me to ask these questions yeah, and yeah. them. so that's just my natural mm-hmm. go-to point
0: yeah so it's it's certainly an interesting film this is a really that's good movie yeah, yeah.
1: Like, uh, this is definitely something i I'd, I'd recommend for people to watch yeah I mean, absolutely this in, is why i've been
0: recommending it to you guys for two years and you for longer yeah <laughs> for me longer <laughs>
1: but i do think because i don't own a television i have to watch things mm-hmm. on a laptop it does mm-hmm. i think watching it on a tv screen or like in a cinema even i would love to have really seen this in the cinema and you
0: fucking shot it. me down for it
2: oh i did didn't yeah. i yeah look that was a while that was I, a know, long time I know ago. i know was i wasn't expecting place. you to say yes i was in a different place it was
0: uh it was <laughs> showing and i think it was the audience or something yeah, the Audien. in 4k mm-hmm. uh Last year. No, it was further back than that. If it was, was the end of twenty twenty.
2: I want to say it was even earlier. No, I don't think so because it was
0: definitely during lockdown when things were opening
2: back up. I don't. I don't imagine it was like because the, the four K version Batman, didn't though. come out until okay, after. I might just be thinking wrong. Yeah, because that
0: that that was uh end of last year, so it would have to have been sometime around then. If you'd asked me today and it
2: was playing, I would have absolutely gone. Like yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> because I I also because I. Uh, we found it through we I I gave them
0: my Blu-ray. I own multiple copies of this as you can see um so I, I gave them my Blu-ray as like the sort of the the best version that I thought they could watch
2: um so that's how we seen it um okay <laughs> so, But I ended up watching it on my laptop as well mm-hmm. and I kind of wish I had seen it on a TV cuz I feel like that was a bit the bare experience yeah,
0: that was why like when we were wanting to watch one of them together, I was... I know you guys weren't in the mood for Ghost in the Shell at time, and I absolutely understand that. Um, I, I kind of wish we had watched it Same on my actual. TV, mm-hmm. because I still think the 4K version's, like, the best version we're ever going to get of it, and, you know, seeing it on a TV like that is a whole other experience. Yeah. Um, Definitely for the rewatch. watch yeah. I'd watch it on, like, a big TV. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to go see it in the cinema. Um... Yeah. I wasn't paying Odeon prices for the tickets at the time. That was why I ended up not going on my own either. Okay. Um, Because Odeon's like still one of the most expensive cinemas at the moment. I think it's like £15 a ticket if you don't have any discounts. Um, But yeah, no. So where were we? We went on a tangent there.
1: Yeah. I mean... Transhumanism. (laughs) Transhumanism. We have to address that. It's very boo-forward. Okay,
0: <laughs> okay if we're going into this discussion <laughs> I, I was going to move on to something different there, for it, but yeah, the, it's, it's... We can uh, talk about
2: this now and then it, move on.
0: But I, it doesn't I, shy away from the human figure, as
2: I think what... No, but how i, I describe the, it. Sp- the, hold on, a specific gender of the human figure, though, because I didn't see many... I mean, yeah,
1: I would say that...
2: I mean,
0: you also don't figure. see her bottom part. Dude, still.
1: Still, the shape.
0: Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay.
1: Like... It was done in a more tasteful way. I don't. Yeah, know. it wasn't like... I think that's what I was trying to get at, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it doesn't... You know, the the
2: major isn't sexualized.
1: It's kind of a Barbie's doll effect. Like, you mm. know what's there, but you don't yeah. see what's
2: there. Mm. It's not used for, like, sexual... Means. No, that's what I no,
0: mean exactly, by, like, she's yeah. never... Uh, the There's major's a, never sexualized, sexualized in yeah, any yeah. way. Um,
1: but it was very interesting for me to see when she was... I, I, I don't know the terms, because I also watch it Friday... Like she goes and in see through invisible. What do you call it? Oh, the thermoptic camouflage. Yeah, the that, camouflage. Yeah. Well, she has to be well, we would consider naked for
2: that.
0: Well, it's ish. a it's a suit. It's though. a suit yeah. thing, Cause yeah. Because like, you can see there's no
2: nipples on. Well, that, yeah, because like uh-huh.
0: um, so if you if you like watch the movie again, you'll notice that there's like certain. Mm. Y- she's wearing gloves in the fir- yeah, first. Yeah, I know, and you'll the gloves. notice that like she's missing a finger for her trigger finger. I assume that's because the gun's working some sort of like fingerprint recognition yeah. type thing um and then near the end of the movie when she like grabs the tank to like take the the cover off and like mm-hmm. her you know body kind of explodes up you'll notice that there's like parts of the suit that she's wearing tears and you can see the actual tone of her skin through
2: I think it i noticed mm-hmm. that too and it's yeah. like a,
0: yeah because like the, the suit's like almost stark white and then you've got actual skin tone underneath it so it's mm-hmm. like because she also wears the veil thing and the, the yeah. sort of like goggles for uh the thermoptic camouflage so it there's, she's wearing something. I don't know what it is. It's it's futuristic technology. Exactly.
3: Like
1: as I especially know, I think the water fight to best describe it. Mm. She was in her. God, the her tongue. camouflage. Her, her camouflage, sure. And as soon as kind of the battle was over, uh, the guy she was with put the jacket her on. Her. Yeah. And, mm. Like to me, it kind of raised the question: Does she feel shame? Because you know, as humans. I
0: assume it's because that would be cold. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's (laughs) what I took as well, to be honest. Does she feel cold? That's a good question. Yeah, that's actually a good question because the film never really goes into, like, what sensations does she feel?
2: Yeah, it it almost seems like if she... I mean if she weren't a robot i would have described her as like sort of like a depressed character uh-huh. mm-hmm. like she she does feel but it's tempered yeah mm-hmm.
0: that's that's very much like a, a recurring thing for all the,
2: the interpretations of the major is that she's very kind of emotionally reserved yeah mm-hmm. um actually, yeah actually saying that and we don't even know if it's just her or if, like if that's just who she is or
0: i i think that's just who she is because yeah. Battle in all the other versions is like a very emotionally robust character. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And so is uh, Togusa, who I
2: completely forgot. He's also like a big.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Togusa is also like in in standalone complex, which is the TV series. He's like a family man. He's got like a, oh. a wife and kids and stuff, all this sort of stuff. So he's got like That's his nice. own emotional character yeah. arc because he's he's the human of this. It's like <clears throat> I I I'd say that the way that the film tries to frame it for the most part is that we are Togusa. We're the ones Mm. seeing this from Mm. the outside.
2: I definitely felt like I was seeing everything a lot more through his eyes
0: than the the Majors. Because he even questions uh, himself as to why he's part of the unit. And it's like, it's a very mechanical answer that Mm. the Major gives him. It's like, you know, you over-specialise and you die out. It's like, Uh isn't that... Oh wait, that's the point of the movie pretty much. (laughs) Um... But yeah, so what was I saying? <laughs> I've lost my train of thought again. Um I think oh, we were talking about like does she sense anything? Because oh, yeah, like yeah. going back to the boat scene again, when he asks her what when Battle asks the major what she feels when she's in the water, she doesn't talk about the physical reaction. Like it's she, no, she it's feels, entirely an yeah, emotional, loneliness, um,
2: anxiety.
0: Mm all yeah. that sort of stuff yeah like an, an emptiness type thing yeah, she describes I, it as i think
2: like a, a sort of weird peaceful like void yeah mhm
0: so yeah that's that's interesting cuz the, the film never actually touches upon that and it's yeah. like when she basically bursts her body at the end of the film when taking down the tank does she feel pain from that does she what does she feel when she does that i feel you know? like there
1: would have been so much screaming if she actually the pain, but then again, then it, maybe she could feel pain to an extent. But you know, uh-huh. your body ripping in half.
2: Yeah, I, I could have possibly interpreted that because of like her training. She's been like so mentally, yeah. like trained to the point where, like, even if she did feel that much pain, she wouldn't scream.
0: Well, the, there's actually, and I think an episode in Standalone Complex where she full on like dies, but then you know, because you know, cybernetics, she's mm. just We're transferred back. into a new body. Yeah. Um So it's like. What would that experience, you know, like be, like be like? Yeah, it's like, would you feel that? Would you remember, dying? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, it, it just be like sleep. Or... Yeah. For me. I think going to the like, you know, mentioning her screaming mm-hmm. if she felt anything for that. Right after when uh, she dives into the puppet master, mm-hmm. the puppet master has to initialize her vocal thing. Mm. I can't remember the exact term they use, but it's maybe just speech or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know if when she's doing that, if she disabled her ability to speak. One, to not alert the tank, mm. but to also when she rips her body apart to stop herself from screaming in pain. Oh yeah, you're right. Mm. Which is funny, because now that... This is the thing I like about talking about the film, is that if someone brings up something I realize I've never thought about it in that way before mm-hmm. and it like sparks a different interpretation oh, yeah. from it because it's like there's that thing I it's like oh he's initiating my vocal and then it's like you know the puppet master takes over
3: mm.
0: and I've never thought like why did the puppet master need to initiate her speech in the first place yeah because yeah. that normally would be on uh-huh. it's like mm-hmm. we don't control that we just
1: you can speak yeah you can yeah. speak
0: whereas obviously part of her brain it's mm-hmm. like you know she can switch it on and off um but yeah, it's, 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 it's another thing is like at the end of the movie where she's talking as the little kid and then eventually it suddenly just switches to her actual voice. I'm yeah. like is that was that time for her brain to process
2: how to yeah, like was the brain make like it sound uh, like bring her voice back and it was that was just mm-hmm. the temporary thing or did she consciously choose? Yeah, that was like in that moment. Uh-huh.
0: That was what I was trying to figure out. It's like cuz she mentions to battle that she's neither the major nor the puppet master she's something else and it's like Mm -hmm. but you consciously chose well my interpretation is that she had to consciously choose Mm. to be the major be the major Mm -hmm. by choosing that voice
2: yeah that's a good interpretation Mm
0: -hmm. because she's also speaking to battle as the major as far as i'm concerned yeah like
2: like, there's there's a part where like it seems he talks to her at first like the child Uh uh-huh but then later on he suddenly switches into talking to her that as she's the major, yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> which did co- which did catch me like off guard like mm-hmm. for a second I was like wait, what's happening here and then I just sort of had to like process that. yeah,
0: because it, it does sort of like the way the the scene kind of plays out it's it's very much uh like intentionally structured to throw you off a little bit,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. um but not yeah. Uh, I'm glad we've gotten to here, by the way, because I just want to say I did not expect this movie to end with two robots basically procreating. Yeah,
0: that's that's kind of the end of the movie, isn't it? Is
2: that they yeah. they become something else. I through. mean, he straight up says to her, like, "There's no way to not say this without sounding creepy. You will have my offspring." Yeah, because like
0: his his whole um, their their whole motivation, I guess, is that they want to create that's yeah that's they the puppet master like that's multiple. the final
2: human thing uh-huh. that they think will fully define them as a life form, yeah like, to cr- create offspring.
0: new life yeah that isn't just a a carbon copy yeah, which like, again harkens back to the majors line of you know over specialization breeds uh leads to death type yeah. thing uh the line's way more eloquent than that <laughs> um but yeah no the the music very much you know Leads the movie along as well. I think it's it's yeah. a lot of the time it's very atmospherically done, where it's mm-hmm. it's subtle. You don't really consciously acknowledge it, and then you have the moments where you do, which is the 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 shelling sequence, which is also the title sequence. The middle section of the movie where it does the the sort of montage. I don't
2: know how I to From describe it. From the way but, it was it was looked, it's like she was looking at herself. Yeah, like, it's, all over the city. It's,
0: it's almost like a. a section of the movie where like the major's kind of self-reflecting on on who she is i mean it's
2: funny you say that because right before that in the opening of like the boat scene she's literally self-reflecting yeah which is she she sort of merges into a reflection
0: which i every time i watch it i'm like why isn't that one of the shots that you see everywhere yeah
2: that is that is i remember seeing that and be like this is a beautiful shot Ah. this could be the movie defining shot right
0: yeah where it's like Every everyone you see is her on top of the building before she jumps at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. You then see like her. Well, I mean, this literally the poster is like something based on like the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, and and tons of other kind of uh, screenshots of like her and, and the, the the camouflage suit type thing. And I'm like, why isn't this that scene? one of the ones that everyone talks about because yeah. that scene does a lot for the the, the thematic, you know, overarch of the film.
2: Yeah, like, that. it's that shot that made me think that this whole scene is sort of, like, the linchpin, is that like?
0: Sort of, yeah, because it is, yeah. you know, that scene ends and it goes into that self-reflecting thing and it's like you're in the second half of the movie where the puppet master shows up to upend everything, so it's like that scene is almost the... It's the conclusion to Act One, but also the the sort of catalyst, I'd say, for the the you know the entire what makes the movie itself. If yeah, that makes yeah. sense, uh, I couldn't find the best way Ooh, to put that paneling, for some reason. Man. It's fine. Um, but yeah, very. It's a hard movie to recommend to people as much as I want to recommend it to them because it's a heavy movie to watch. Yeah, yeah it is. It's a lot for people to actually you know actually sit down and.
2: Process. Process. Yeah, I I mean, I feel you like know, me. Someone it,
1: had to ask for like, what's like a good movie recommendation? But it comes with a warning of like, do you want like, to be <laughs> um, amazed? Like yeah. What kind <laughs> of good movie do you want? Do you, do want, you want a happy?
2: F- <laughs> fun happy movie, which is where Lupin sort of comes yeah. in, or mm. do you want a ground groundbreaking? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I describe it as a groundbreaking.
0: Yeah. We we haven't got to that topic yet, but it's you know I I described it as seminal when I introduced it because. Mm-hmm. It seeded a lot of other
2: movies especially yeah. the sci-fi and cyberpunk genre do you, but do you want a, like a groundbreaking movie that will make you think mm-hmm. which is where you recommend Ghost in the Shell yes mm-hmm. which is
0: where I recommend Ghost in the Shell um yeah cuz you know famously this you know influenced the matrix and well the, the Wachowskis in general have been chasing this <laughs> as uh a, i don't know Every movie feels like every film I've seen from them feels like it, it in some way
2: aims to it all like uh, carries back yeah to it's, that inspiration. It's the
0: same way that Ghost in the Shell for me is like for Mamoru Oshii the the culmination of his career. Like I know he's done he's done films after it, but like everything he made before it led to Ghost in the Shell. Mm. You can see. The something in all man. of them, yeah, like, lead towards it. You've got uh, the, the second the Yatsura movie, Beautiful Dreamer, which deals with, like, time loops and, like, how to break it, and, like, I it it's it a bit strange, and it's but it's, just, like, you know, it's character driven, it, it delves into that sort of thematic, you know, finding how to deal with a thematic curve, um, and then you've got, like, the Patlabor movies, which are, you know, almost directly in the same genre, hmm. and deal with similar themes, but, you know, less so, because it deals with, like, well, the first film's about, uh, like, a, a rampant programme. And yeah. then the second film is, like, a terrorist attack. Hmm. So it's, strangely, Pat War 2 isn't very talked about, but it's very relevant today because <laughs> you watch it and you're like, this is oh, eerily awkward. not changed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's like everything he made before it led up to Ghost in the Shell. So it's it's it's, yeah... I'm glad it's as influential as it is because of that, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's a good thing to be influenced by.
0: Yeah, definitely. Unlike
1: Lupin, which, you know, influenced <laughs> Done
0: its own, things. Left its own damage <laughs> on the anime. Uh, good movie, but... Mm, hmm. some,
2: some <laughs> it, what it seeded into other things with the stuff it sh- that shouldn't have been seeded. Yeah,
0: 100% um and and with that i think uh we'll we'll draw a close because i think we're at this point we're kind of rambling and grasping <laughs> yeah, at straws we are really trying to keep um, the conversation going now mm-hmm. so thank you guys so much for listening to the first ever episode of anime lane um i don't know what the plan for this is in the future but as always you know follow us on twitter and stuff <laughs> anime lane 39999 not but you'll you'll see it on screen <laughs> uh, it's a reference to another movie um because anime lane was taken in which movie. might be disgusting another movie <laughs> it knows? was it was up for selection for this episode but mm-hmm. you know when when we picked a couple of sci-fi ones or when we picked a, the ghost in the shell which was a sci-fi one i said you know maybe don't pick another one mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah so thank you so much for watching we'll hopefully see you in the next episode bye see ya